0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: OILERS NOW with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 33 in Edmonton, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than with Taskwin. Outstanding customer service though, that's a key to business wherever you go. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you outstanding service at the time of purchase. They'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the Gang, Brent Ridge Ford, lend a hand. You can call them 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Uh, David Staples, called to hockey, brought up uh, the situation at the university and so we, we brought up a hypothetical for you can you allow an alumni like the golden bears hockey alumni to offer to fund the season when other alumni groups might not have the same financial wherewithal is that fair and just before we go to john shannon on our river creek resort casino hotline sparky kev says of course it's not fair for the uh, hockey program at the u of a to be privately funded uh but the rest of the sports cancel but just because it's not fair doesn't mean that it shouldn't be allowed to happen we live in a hockey focused sport culture in canada and hockey gets more funding i think that's just fine i believe there's there's just simply more hockey fans and supporters than other sports at the university uh level uh again you can text us at 780-496-0063 and again this is not just simple. a lot of it is UCP cuts, absolutely. That is, but the Bears have had the same budget for about a decade. They've been reliant heavily upon their alumni anyways over the last 10 years plus. Their budget is less than half of the budget that Mount Royal, Bears hockey, less than half. Uh, but they've got corporate partnerships that step up, and so... The theory is, could you allow a privately funded model to allow one team to play, say, Bears hockey, when maybe another team wouldn't have the same form of privately uh, funded model to play? Is that fair? Can an an athletics director do that? You know what? We're going to get John Shannon to go down a path he's never gone before. John, you heard that diatribe as we reach out on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline. What would you do in that situation? You're Ian Reid, your athletic director at the University of Alberta. They're the first school to announce they're not going to play in the winter. Uh, They're going to cancel a season, uh, which seemed a little premature for some people out there, given that we're not sure where we're going to be at in January. And the hope was that those winter sports teams could could cancel. If you had the Bears alumni step up and say, hey, we're going to pay for the year. And you know that maybe some of those other alumni groups can't afford to make that happen in other sports. Would you uh, yay or nay an, 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 an offer or an opportunity like that?
1: Oh, you, you know what, Bob, what you've uh, allowed me to do for every sport at the university is open it up to auction. You know, perhaps there's somebody who uh, loves the fencing team at, uh, at the University of Alberta. Uh, maybe he wants to sponsor the fencing team. Open every sport up for au- auction. Look they used to have a Talbot-
0: fencing team. They used to have well, a fencing no. team. And a well, judo team. This- Back- yeah,
1: you go know, for sir, it. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not being facetious. Look what Cam Talbot did for the University of Alabama Huntsville's hockey program. Yes. This is no different. And if we can find a way to continue to have college sport in Canada through private representation. By the way... That's how the NCAA really drives everything. There's, there's no reason not to do it. There's, the fairness doctrine uh, goes only so far. If you can find a way with sponsorship to be able to allow the Golden Bears to go on the ice or do both volleyball teams, I think it's fantastic. Why would you, why would you turn your back on those types of dollars? It, it, it makes no sense.
0: Well, some might say because, uh, you know, in these situations, and I'm, hey, we all know education's the primary focus at an institution. And again, the U of A hockey program, their, their team budget supplied by athletics has probably been flat for, uh, you know, roughly a decade. This is a time in which, David, the University of Alberta, their presidents and deans and some of their top end professors have seen massive increases. Now, a lot of people would say they're worth it. You know, it's it's worth uh, it's worth paying Samura Samrasaker six hundred thousand dollars in two thousand sixteen not to be president at the University of Alberta. I mean, it's wor- You know what? People generally kind of frown on that sort of thing at the public level, but that's another conversation. But this this is this is really interesting stuff. What's going on? Well,
1: here. you know what? I listen. I go back to all the days of Andy Glassford and and Don Horwood at the U of A and and what they did for sports. Uh, And if they were able to find money outside of the original programs that the U of A set up, it would be it would be so important for what was happening for athletes. Um, You know, teachers and I'll I'll get on, on my soapbox for 10 seconds, Bob. Teachers at every level are underpaid. Okay. Teachers at every level that are underpaid. So I have no issue with, with professors, with teachers getting raises. At sure. the same time, we shouldn't turn our back on what athletes can do if there's a way within the private sector, as we see a ton of times in the United States, with sponsorship and with contributions from private donors. If that can happen in, in university sport in Canada, then I'm all for it.
0: So how do you balance an alumni that's had 100 years of building up their alumni base versus an alumni that's only had 20 years building up their alumni base? Is it boo, blank, and who in that situation? Uh,
1: It's 2020. It doesn't matter if you've been around 100 years or been around 15 minutes.
0: Find a way. It's
1: what you can do for me now.
0: Find a way. All right.
1: Find a way. Find a way. It's, it, 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 is, there, is there the passion there to grow that portion of the athletic program? Is there? And if there is, God bless that person that wants to write that check.
0: Uh, this text comes in. Uh, I agree, John Shannon. With John Shannon, teams should be allowed to generate private funds. Well, again, what happens sometimes, like Terry Daniluk does this with Bears volleyball. Don Horwood used to do this with Bears basketball. Chris Morris sure. is doing this with Golden Bears football. Stan Marple and Ian Herbers combined with Bears hockey. Uh, Laurie Eisler with pandas volleyball. They do separate events. That money tends to go uh, for what's considered non-conference travel and those sort of things. The the funds that they get from athletics, which is divvied down from central administration, uh, that money pays for conference events, so they're regular season type events. And what I'm suggesting is can, uh, you know, an alumni for Bears hockey, should they be allowed to step up for one year during a budget crunch? Uh, because they don't have the same monies coming in from their sports camps, which, by the way, are now centrally done at the university. They used to be
1: done well, individually. Listen, I, know, I, know, I know it's a travesty to mention Calgary in this conversation. They're still look playing. what the UFC have done with the Dinos football pro- program for the last decade. More
0: than that. I mean,
1: we're talking millions of dollars over the decade that yep. they have raised uh, yep. to, to promote the University of Calgary Dinos football. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I, I My daughter went to Queens. As soon as she went to Queens, I got a phone call. Will you come and be involved in helping grow the football program to raise money outside of what the university did? And of course you would. Of course you would. That's, that's a no brainer.
0: Well, and for the listeners that aren't aware, they used to have what was known as a fifth quarter dinner. They brought in in Calgary guys like Keith Jackson when he was still alive, uh, you know, some like, and. And we've, we don't really have a sportsman's dinner like that in Edmonton. There used to be one back in the seventies where all the sports guys from the different radio stations and TV stations all volunteered and worked together and, and, and brought in a high profile major athlete. I think it's a great idea, John. Uh, that's something that might need to happen here moving forward. All right. Today is Hall of Fame Day. I'm going to put you on the spot. Switch it up quickly. Uh, we, we know Jerome McGinley is pretty much a slam dunk. Kevin Lowe, in or out? Does he make the cut?
1: Well, he should be in. Let's let's face it. He, he should be in. Um, it's uh, I said it on Monday. I'll say it again. Kevin Lowe has proven, was proven as a player, if you talk to any of his teammates, over the years that he played from 1979 on, that he was a true leader. His most impactful season in the NHL as a leader might have been 1994 with the New York Rangers. Not in Edmonton. And yet we, I mean, remember that great goal he scored in 84? I believe it was in Game 3 against the Islanders. Kevin Lowe should be in the Hall of Fame. Six Stanley Cups. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed um, that the Hall Committee has never seen it. Like, I know I have friends that are on the committee I have talked to them over the last five or six years. There has not been a groundswell enough outside of the hardcore hockey people that are on the committee that have voted for Kevin. I think this is Kevin's year. My thinking is and my feel is that Kevin gets in this time around.
0: All right, Uh, John, you hearing anything at all on the latest uh, regarding the hub cities?
1: You You know, it's interesting, Bob. The only thing I would tell you is that there was a real belief and hope that um, that they would announce the hubs this week. Now, I, I, I know everybody records this, and I know the guys in the newsroom record it. It still would not surprise me that they announce it by Friday. Okay. But at the same time now, I think it might go to next week. When you think now that, the, you know, like what we've seen today uh, with the, the Blue Jay players and management and staff that have uh, been diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, I'm wondering if there's a, the schedule of announcing the hub cities might just take a little longer uh, than we've, uh, we've done in the past, than we expected this week. There's no hurry right now if the players haven't really signed off on it and with what's happened with the pandemic in the United States. Let's, you know, hey, Bob, our country has done such a marvelous job in managing it. Yes, even in Quebec. Yes, now even in Ontario, who have joined Alberta and British Columbia handling it well. But we have issues with this pandemic when it comes to hockey in the United States. And I think the league might just, I wouldn't be surprised if it waits till next week.
0: All right, great stuff, John. We'll talk on Monday, okay? Have a great night, Bob. You bet. That is John Shannon, our NHL insider. Uh, We've got lots of texts coming in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 145. We'll get to more of those when we return on Oilers Now.
1: Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
0: Chet. Thanks a lot, James. It is 149 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Angie Quinnell with you. Every Thursday in the now, Brian Burke joins us for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical, prefabrication, and solar. Brian Burke, Louis DeBrusque, George LaRock truculent Thursdays on Oilers now. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta and so much more. Edmonton owned an operator for over 50 years and now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. I will tell you that uh, Royal Pizza's eight dine-in locations obviously open as well. Stoffer recommendation at Royal pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. We'll get to NHL today in a second. We have a ton, and I mean a ton, of texts coming in uh, regarding, uh, you know, how the university could, can the University of Alberta theoretically have men's hockey play if the alumni can pay for the season when other programs can't. Here is a text that comes in saying, Bob, in my response to the situation at the university, my daughter was a panda on the inaugural team 20 years ago and forever has benefited from that experience. We would gladly have contributed something to the panda program this year, and I'm sure some of the other parents would as well. My daughter's done extremely well in her career and uh, would contribute as well. On the other hand, if you're going to cancel Basketball, football, and hockey, and let swimming and other random sports go ahead. I don't think that's fair. And as it stands right now, uh, it was basketball, hockey, and volleyball that uh, Ian Reed, the athletic director, had sort of closed the page on for the 2021 competition season. He left it open for the individual sports because they weren't playing sort of on continuous weekends. The explanation was they're sort of in one off events. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, uh, give the university and the city something to uh, cheer for. Sell that rink out. Yes, it's totally acceptable. Uh, if, if the alumni for one team can support that team, why not let them play? And again, it's a tricky situation uh, for uh, the institutions. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. uh bob uh i love the christopher cross early in the show uh christopher cross baby but uh bob does this scenario that you're suggesting doesn't that just teach the university to treat the teams like the city of edmonton treats the citizens and expecting them to mow city property and that gets them off the financial hook well (laughs) that's a different way uh to look at it uh, this texture comes in saying, Bob, our high school football team held sportsman's dinners. Wes Montgomery, Brian Hall, Johnny Bright, Tiger Goldstick, Tom Wilkinson, Pete Lavarato were all guests with great stories. And again, and I'm in my 50s, but I, it is my belief that there was a time where all of the, uh, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, there's not a lot of nasty, hard-nosed conflict between the various sports personalities in the city you'll have the occasional jab and barb uh, thrown away but generally speaking the guys coexist fairly well certainly the guys uh, that, that travel and are around the team on a regular basis i can tell you from a hockey perspective now a couple of us are club employees and jack michaels and myself but uh you know, we like the guys from Sportsnet who are an extension of the club through their television deal, and uh, unfortunately for the writers, we've sort of seen a little bit of a cutback in that regard, and there used to be a, you know, a journal and a writer on every trip, and now there's just one of Rob Dichkowski, Jim Matheson, or Derek Van Deese. they kind of alternate, so we, you know, you, you've got to coexist with each other. Could you coexist and work together? Could you have people from conflicting radio stations or conflicting, you know, local TV stations get? Everybody on board pushing for one event. Yeah, I think you could. I think guys are uh, guys could kind of make that happen. Again, uh, this text uh, comes in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, it seems like the administration at the U of A is trying to send a message to the Alberta government at the athletes' expense. Yesterday in Jeffers Jefferson show, I heard some staff make upwards of four hundred thousand annually. Well, nobody in athletics makes $400,000 annually. Uh, They have a report that comes out, and the last time I checked, you can read the AD was making around $160. There are coaches that are making in the 140s, I will tell you that. Now. Are there deans at the university making 400? Yes. Uh, did the president make over a million bucks in 2012, 2013? Yes. Did they make close to a million in 20? That's the last year I checked was 2016. And that was the year Sam Rasakra left the university and got 600k for not being there. And then the incoming, uh, uh, uh President made about three hundred and fifty. Anyways, uh regard of course, the reasoning for these salaries is if you want to attract the best, you have to pay the best. The U of A isn't even in one of the top 130 universities in the world. Is that right? It's not ranked in the top 130? It was certainly ranked in the top 100 a number of years ago because I made that very bet with Ryan Jones at the time, and sure enough, he looked it up and it was in the top 100. Maybe the st- students need to take a look at what they're paying for and what they're receiving. If the sports teams can raise the money Money, then why does it matter where all it comes from? Again, the money for the regular season is 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 from a fund that is given uh, from athletics stuff for travel for non-conference play uh that is has to be raised uh, separately for those of you that are unaware of how it kind of works there they've been flat for a number of years there's no question about it and i still don't think the central administration supports uh, the, the department enough and then the athletics department has to make some very difficult and at times conflicting decisions as well to this day in oilers history 2011 it was an awesome day of the edmonton oilers Number one overall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 19th overall, Oscar Kleffbaum. They're a huge part of the team. It was a good day for the uh, Edmonton Oilers hockey team. Tomorrow, again, for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke, who's part of the decision-making process on the Hockey Hall of Fame Committee, Louis DeBrus, George Larocque. truculent Thursdays. Thank you very much to Angie Quinnell. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 CHED. Oilers Now with Bob
1: Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 CHED.